In this episode of Monday Moments, we're talking about how to be flexible. So sit back, stay tuned for more. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Monday Moments, the show in which we take a deeper dive into Sunday Sermon with me today's Pastor Dennis. Hello there. Yeah, thanks for joining us. And as I mentioned at the beginning, we're talking about how to be flexible, but not that kind of flexible. Uh, We're not talking about stretching. Oh, we kind of are, but spiritually, spiritually speaking. Stretching and not breaking. That's right, stretching and not breaking. So um, if you're new to the channel, uh, this is something that we take some time to talk a little bit more about Sunday Sermon because... as Pastor Dennis could probably tell more than I could, Sundays are, are so um, sometimes time constraint, and a lot of the things that our pastors prepare for just end up on the cutting room floor. So we want to take a time to just go a little bit deeper into that. And Sounds good. We are on um, part three of our Prepared for Purpose uh, sermon series. And I wondered if anyone is watching this or listening to this and maybe they, they missed Sunday's sermon, um, could you give just a quick recap and maybe the big idea? Yeah, uh, James has been talking about on Sunday, uh, uh, right out of Romans chapter 12, particularly verse 2, don't be conformed or squeezed into the mold of the world, but be transformed, Mm -hmm. become something you're not by God's word. And this process of transformation is what we've been talking about. So we're designed to be formed and fitted Mm -hmm. into God's plan. And God's fitting into his plan has everything to do with the church of Jesus Christ. And for each of us to not just assume that we have gifts, but to allow those gifts to be anointed by God, Mm. anointed by the Holy Spirit. And the fruit of those gifts is what really attracts people. If you think of it, um, there's not many people who are attracted necessarily to just a peach tree, but everyone is attracted to what? The fruit peaches, that is yeah. on that. Especially Fredericksburg. Peaches. Especially Fredericksburg, yeah. yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. So, so consequently, a lot. everybody in the world has gifts. I mean, you have gifts, you have teachers who are gifted or leaders mm-hmm. who are gifted uh, or even people who, are, uh, who have lots of intuition and can see uh, uh, the trends and such. And there's lots of gifts out there. Yeah. But what draws people to the body of Christ, what draws people to Jesus is the fruit that should be produced from the anointing of God in our life. So that's what we've been talking about. Yeah, that's good. Um, Why is, you know, you you opened, uh, and even just a second ago you mentioned it, talking about nonconformity to the world. Mm -hmm. Why is that such an important aspect of Christianity, what the Bible teaches? uh, Why should we not be conformed to the world? Well, you have to see that there are two distinct systems mm. that are being played out. And in the, in the, in, in the scriptures, when, when the apostles who are writing the epistles or even Jesus in the gospel talks about the world, he's talking about a world system. Yeah. When we talk about the world, we talk about the earth. The earth and the world are two different things in the Bible. Right. The world system is the system that is... Uh, run under the authority of Satan, if you mm. will. And consequently, when you see be not like the world, it's saying don't be like Satan. Don't be like, don't, yeah. don't obey his rules. The other system is the kingdom of God. And Jesus was very clear that this kingdom that was coming as the result of his death, his burial and resurrection, and then introduced to the world 
through Pentecost, that that particular system was what ruled from that point on. And so consequently, when the Bible talks about the world and it says don't be conformed to the world, it's it's saying don't be conformed to the devil's rules. Don't conform yourself. to. Don't be squeezed into the mold. In fact, be different. Yeah, be, it, it, the Bible says be called out and separated. Uh, at one point, uh, uh, John says, "What has light to do with darkness? Yeah. What has the devil to do with the kingdom of God? Right. What has bitter water have to do with sweet water? These are two different, complete opposites. Mm. So when when we see, don't be like the world. I mean, I mean, it's obvious what it's saying. Yeah." Yeah, absolutely. And I love you. You mentioned this a little bit in your message on Sunday about um, trying harder, you know, and it wasn't a big part of your sermon, but it was just kind of this little thing. And I think it's so easy for us to kind of fall into that mindset of, okay, well, if I want to be transformed, I'm just going to try harder. I'm going to try just, hard. I'm just yeah, going to do harder. I'm grit my teeth and be yeah, a good boy. I'm just going to follow the Ten Commandments. And, yeah. and, and so that transformation process yeah. um, to really be transformed, what does that look like? Yeah. Romans 12, 2. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your of your mind and the washing of the word. Mm. And and so consequently, it doesn't say be transformed by really trying hard to right. obey the rules. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If it said that, man, let's go out and try hard. Yeah. But there's a process that God has, and it's because of that living, active word of God. Mm. We can look at that. We can embrace it. We can say, Jesus you're calling this change in me, yeah. and I can't do it. Right. So I'm going to embrace your word, and I'm going to allow this word to change my mind, to change my behavior, and then I'm going to appeal to the Holy Spirit, and he's going to give me this anointing on my life that actually changes things. It sounds too good to be true. I know. You know? Yeah. And it's not that it's easy, right? but also it's not as hard as you think. Right. And that's the, that's the mystery. You know, the problem, the problem with doing things God's way is not that doing things God's way are hard to do. It's that I have to change my mind mm-hmm. and decide to submit to God. Yeah. That's the hard part. Right. And once I do that, then God always allows his grace to come in mm-hmm. and I can actually change. I can become yeah. something I'm not transformed. Yeah. And I think that's um, a lot of what the Apostle Paul was dealing with in his ministry was you had um, some of the um, uh, Jews at that time telling the Christians, you've got to obey the law of Moses. So whether it was the Ten Commandments, circumcision, some of these other things, Mm -hmm. in order to be saved, in order to be righteous. And Paul, in multiple places, was saying, look, the law is... It, it, the law can't save. The law the can't law transform. It's, yeah, it's yeah. meant to show us our sin and then to show us, like, we can't do this on our own. And so to come to that point and say, Jesus, I can't do this. I can't become what you have, what you are calling me to become. And so, like you said, to surrender to, to his system and to his ways, yeah. that's when, and he's so faithful to answer that, that prayer. And, and it's very important to understand that this is not about, you know what, I just can't do that good stuff, and so and Jesus loves me anyway. No, mm-hmm. here's the deal. Here's the deal. There are lots of things in the world that I know I'm supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. in life, I should say. There's lots of things in life. I am supposed to be kind. I am supposed to be gracious. I'm supposed to, be, I'm supposed to show the same amount of forgiveness to other people that Jesus has shown to me. Yeah. Okay, now that's a, that is, I don't get a pass on those things. But here's the deal. When I see it in the word mm-hmm. 
And I say, I can't do that on my own. Yeah. Here's the deal. The same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead mm-hmm. is alive in me. Yeah. And if the Holy Spirit could raise Jesus from the dead, do you think that he could give me the, the strength, the, the tenacity, the courage to do the right thing? Yeah. This is not a pass on good behavior. Yeah. I just can't do that. Right. No, this is an appeal to God for the power of the Holy Spirit in my life yeah. that will change me and make me something I am not. Yeah. I have a friend and 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 this is a a dear friend we we've been we've discussed this here recently. Um and and you know, a, a year ago and he's 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 older than I am. He's mm. really old. <laughs> And a year ago, the Lord spoke to him about being kind. Mm. I mean, this guy's been walking with God for 40 years, you yeah. know? And the Lord spoke to him, and he just said, you need to be kind. Mm. And so consequently, he had to recognize he wasn't. Mm. And then he said, Lord, make me kind. And yeah. I can tell you, I said to him a couple of weeks ago in front of other people, and other people thought I was making a joke, I said, You've become a much kinder person in the last year. I have seen it wow. in this guy. Wow. I've seen it in him. Why? Because the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead was able to transform him yeah. and make him into something he was not. Yeah. It is amazing what can take place when we will simply trust the power of God yeah. that is within us. Instead of looking at a bunch of words on a page and mm-hmm. saying, well, I need to try harder to be that. Right. Right. And that's like in Philippians, you know, when Paul talks, it's the Lord uh, in us uh, who gives us the power to will and to work for to his will good and to work. He gives me the will, the desire. Yeah. And then he gives me the power to mm. do his will. Yeah. That's yeah. good. The, uh, you know, kind of the cool illustration that y'all use uh, this past Sunday was, you know, the steam box, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and yeah. taking that, that strip of wood and um, before you put it in the steam box. If you try to bend it, it just snaps. Snaps. Um, but once you put it in that steam box um, and you apply that pressure and that steam, then it's able to be bent and be molded. So how does that work together? This this idea of, um, you know, I'll call it the pressure cooker, okay. um, being flexible and the motivational gifts that you talked about. How do those two things work together? Yeah, we talked about the motivational gifts out of Romans chapter 12, uh, beginning up around verse 6, after it talks about transformation. It says you're being transformed in order to become the body of Christ. And here are these gifts, these motivational gifts. Mm-hmm. There were there were seven of them in this particular passage. There's over 20 of them, though, in the Bible, yeah. in the New Testament. All of these gifts, gifts are given. And f- but fruit, what attracts people to the table yeah. is the fruit. Fruit is produced. Hmm. And fruit is produced when I take a gift of God and I submit it back to God. And then he forms that hmm. gift to look more like him yeah. and not me. Yeah. So once again, what does that look like? Well, it often, in my life, it sure has. You know, uh, it it looks like that steam box. It's uh, and you can call it. Uh, uh, Bob Mumford used to call it the contriting machine. Mm-hmm. God puts yeah. us in one end of the contriting machine and yeah, chews us up and it kicks us out contrite. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and so that's the same kind of an idea. Is that there are circumstances in life that produce in me 
the character qualities that look more like Jesus than Dennis Gallagher. Mm, and that's mm, what I want. Yeah. And I can really confuse them and say, well, God doesn't like me as much as the other person, or I must have done something really wrong, or God is really not who he says he is. But every aspect of life yeah. is given in order to make me what I've asked God to make me. So maybe if God, if I'm saying, Lord, I want to be a forgiving person, God might give me some people in my life I might need to forgive. Yeah. Yeah. And those are hard times. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. steam box, we said it was three things. It was hot, it was constricting, mm-hmm. and it was dark. Yeah. You know, and for dark, uncomfortable places in life, yeah. God is working his good work within yeah. us. Yeah. To will and to work right. his good pleasure. Yeah. You've you've taught in the past about um the crucible. The and crucible. and yeah. that's yeah. Uh, yeah. I, that's kind of what I thought of. Uh, as you were preaching this past Sunday and talking about yeah, how yeah. that's really how how the Lord refines us yeah. um, to make us more fruitful. You know, the Bible talks about, um, you know, pruning so that, yes. you know, nobody enjoys that process of pruning, yeah. but it's so that we can be more fruitful. Yeah, it was a missionary, uh, a missionary lady in India uh, back in the very early parts of the 20th century, early 1900s, and she walked by the goldsmith and he was had his crucible of gold and he was staring down into that crucible of gold and she said to him um uh, goldsmith how long do you stare into that and his response was until i can see my image until i can see my face well god is refining us so that when he looks down into our life he sees his image Mm. and otherwise he's scooping off the dross scooping off the dross And that's, that's the crucible. The crucible is not there to burn us up. It's there to purify us. Mm-hmm. And so consequently, when we say things like, oh, Lord, I want to be like you, yeah. he looks at us and he says, are you sure? <laughs> oh, yeah, I want to be like you, Jesus. Well, let me put you in the contriting machine. Yeah. Let me put you in the steam box. Let me put you in the crucible mm-hmm. because that is the pathway that we become like Jesus. And it's not terrible. No. I mean, when I look back, yeah. You know, yeah, there's been some hard things. Sure. But my goodness, what has happened as a result of those hard things is remarkable. Mm-hmm. Remarkable. Yeah. So if someone is listening to this or watching this and they're saying, I want to discover um, my motivational gift, okay. uh, maybe what the Lord has called me to be. Um, you know, the whole point of this series is prepared for purpose. And so what purpose is the Lord preparing me? Um, how would you encourage someone to begin discovering um, what that gift is? Yeah, yeah. Um, not like most people would. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, take a, a, a motivational gift survey. Right. I An know there's lots of them, yeah. but the, pro- the problem is, is that none of them have ever shown to actually, uh, uh, they, they don't stand the test mm. of what good testing should look like. Yeah. Okay. So here's the simple answer. Look at that list Mm -hmm. in Romans chapter 12. I wrote it out. I put it on the back of the bulletin, in fact. Look at those things, prophecy, service, uh, uh, teaching, Mm -hmm. uh, encouragement, mercy. Look at those motivational gifts and say, which one do I like? Yeah. You know, which one do I like? It's a gift. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a gift. And God gives us good gifts. So that would be one thing. Which one do I like? The other thing is to ask yourself the question, question what am I already doing? Mm, yeah. you know? 
I had someone come up for prayer yesterday, and 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 you know, his wife was asking for a better understanding of being prophetic. Mm. You know, uh, and the and the way she said it was, I'm really judgmental, so I think. I think I'm prophetic, you know, because some of the things that <laughs> sure. I said yesterday, you know. And I looked at him and I said, well, well, how about you? What are you asking God for? And he said, well, well, um, I, I think I have the gift of teaching. I said, hmm. you're in a classroom, aren't you? He said, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, he's a teacher. There you go. So that's the gift. Yeah. Look and see what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, that's okay to ask God for yeah. anything. You know, I made the comment. I'm asking God for the gift of miracles. I've always wanted to see miracles, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm asking God for it. Yeah. So that's what you at. So look and see what you're naturally bent towards. Right. Because again, it's not the gift; it's the anointing on that gift. Yeah. That then produces the fruit of right. that gift, and that's what becomes important. Yeah. So, how do you discover your gifts? We're naturally bent that way. Oftentimes, God's already given them, and we haven't admitted to them. Mm-hmm. But the most important thing is to say, Lord, here's my gift. Here is my gift. I hold it up to you. Yeah. I give it back to you. Now, Lord, let your anointing come. Let the Holy Spirit come and anoint this gift for your service. Yeah. And that means that the corresponding fruit of the Spirit is going to come. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I uh, it, it makes me think of that moment when God calls Moses and Moses mm-hmm. is like, surely you've got the wrong guy. And and God says, Moses, what's in your hand? What's in your hand? And it's the shepherd's staff. Yeah. And and it doesn't say this, but I like to imagine that you know Moses was maybe thinking, oh yeah, God's been preparing me all this time years, years, to yeah. lead people. Yeah. And and I got an opportunity to pray with someone who is in the construction business, but he's got a heart for his employees. Mm-hmm. And it was it was like, you might be thinking you've been building buildings and now God's going to help you build people. Yeah. He's a shepherd. Yeah. <laughs> In the same way that he called the disciples yeah. and Peter he said, yeah. no longer are you going to, I'm going to teach you how to be fishers for men. Yeah. And, yeah. and so it's, it, it, that's such a good practical way to look right. at this and right. say, yeah, what, what is God already doing in you or through yeah. you? And yeah. maybe that he wants to come and anoint and empower yeah. Yeah. so that there can yeah. be more fruit. That's good. So, yeah. well, thanks for taking some time out oh, of your day. Absolutely. Yeah, this is good. And thank you so much for taking some time uh, to join us for another episode of Monday Moments. We hope that you got something out of this. And if you have, please let us know. We always love to hear from you. Um, if you haven't had a chance to hit the subscribe button, we just encourage you to do that just so that way you could be notified every time a new episode is posted. Thank you so much again for joining us for an episode of Monday Moments, and we will see you next week. Yeah.